For much of my first five months on the job here in Huber Heights, I have heard a lot of feedback and concern about overcrowded elementary school buildings. This made me curious about our enrollment in each building and overall enrollment trends for our district over the past several years. After doing some research, it turns out that three of our five elementary schools are currently overcrowded. The other two are not far behind. In addition, our enrollment has been on the rise over the past few years. We have added over 90 students this fall alone. This increase has led to crowded learning spaces in our elementary schools, which at its worst has led to some classrooms meeting in suboptimal locations. At this week's board meeting, we're going to examine our enrollment trends and talk about the impact current enrollment challenges have on our buildings and classrooms. Once we have a good understanding of the problem, the next step will be to figure out possible solutions. Stay tuned for that update next week. For the Mario Minute, this is Superintendent Mario Basora. Have a great week. The Warrior Path Podcast. The math night was great at that because the parents were able to learn about the different activities and strategies that they can use at home. Bringing you the latest news and events in Huber Heights City Schools. So I want to show students that they can take something that they love and that they have a passion for and help other people with it. The opportunities I had, the different roles that I was able to do so I could be in one place and have opportunities that challenged me professionally. Huber Heights is my passion. Hosted by Zach Frick. We are profiling a special interest story on this episode of the Warrior Path Podcast. Joining us is Carlos Garcia, a fall 2019 graduate from Wayne High School. Carlos has an inspiring story about his path to graduation. So first, let's start off with uh, where are you from and uh, what's your background? Yeah, man. Um, I'm from Puerto Rico, you know, born and raised straight from the island, you know, all my life, straight to like till I was uh, 16, 17, uh, if I can remember correctly. You can say it's a regular background, you know, my parents were divorced, you know, had the weekends with my dad, weekends with my mom. You know, weekends with my dad, it was when it was like more, more of the roughest time that I had growing up. And that's when I had to like really make me into like a little man. So, when, you know, when my dad said, you got to be a little man in the house, you know. And then when it was to my mom, it was like more like, you know, a little bit more peaceful, you know. More like a normal kid, you could say. Because when it was that, it was not like that when my dad. It was, yeah. it was, it was really rough. Like it was some places I don't think a kid shouldn't have been. I'm glad I went through it because it made me like be more mature in a sense, like way earlier in life and all that, and it just like made me into what I am today, you know, because I still went through it like all my life when I'm growing up. It's a beautiful island though. I miss it every day. <laughs> I miss the beach. I miss, you know, the food, of course, and just like waking up every morning there, man. Yeah, so, so how did you uh, come to Ohio then? This was October, uh, I think it was 2016, October 2016. Uh, my mom was really ill. Like she was really, really ill. She could like barely walk, she could barely breathe. Her asthma was like acting up really, really bad. And the doctor, she went to the doctor and the doctor told her, like, you need to basically get out of here, of Puerto Rico, because we don't have any, like, the medical things for you here. My mom had us, like, out for school for, like, a couple months in. It was already October, halfway. I'm already, like, in my senior year, like, missing school. And then just taking care of my little brother, like, throughout the summer, the whole summer, that's all I did, just take care of my little brother. But she worked, you know, she's a hard worker. And I guess she overworked herself too much. And the doctor said, you need to go. And my mom just said, hey, we're going to drop everything. 
So what do you think about going to Ohio? And I'm like, Ohio? Uh, I <laughs> what? Like, I don't yeah. know about this. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was like, yikes. <laughs> and then she was like, family's over there. And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind visiting, you know, La Familia. Like, I wouldn't mind at all. You know, my grandma, my aunties, my uncles out here. I told her, but I would like to visit. I want to come back because, you know, I still got my dad's family over here and all that, you know. Yeah. And then it was like, I don't want to leave them, you know, because my dad passed away and all that, too. And then I really want to, like, be around them because my abuelita is, like, really bad in hell, too. So I, I feel bad leaving them. And I, they think that we hate them or I hate them. But mm-hmm. recently I made contact with them and everything's, like, really cool. So I plan on visiting as soon as I can. We left. She dropped everything, sold everything, and let everything, you know, her credit, everything. She just went. It's a goat. Oh, wow. So a lot, a lot of adversity you, you know, you went through early on so yeah. so when you came here to ohio yeah. were you fluent in english at all or um like how, how what was your proficiency i had a really strong accent like a really really strong accent i'm not even gonna lie to you sometimes when i'm like my mom is at the house and we'll be talking in spanish and i come out of the house and go to work my accent like be kicking like really strong and people <laughs> okay. at work yeah. love it but i'll be like no it's no i don't <laughs> yeah, I don't. yeah no it's just my auntie made sure that i was in a private school growing up because my mom couldn't afford it but my auntie was like I got you. In, in Puerto Rico, you in were Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was there to, for, like, to, like, seventh grade. And then we, fortunately, you know, money situations, and we had to change to another school. And then that school wasn't the greatest education. So I, I kind of, like, fell back a lot, a lot. So In, in terms of learning English. Yeah, in okay. English or just, like, school-wise, too. Because in that school, sometimes I would be, like, watching over a classroom because they didn't have, like, enough teachers on there, you know. And then I was just sit there and be like, hey, like, keep quiet or something, you know? I'm, I don't know what to do, you know? I'm just a, yeah. a teenager. Like, I was put, like, responsibilities like that so early and young, you know? I was like, bro, like, why? Like, I don't need this. I'm trying to be in there the classroom having fun, but I had to be, like, the room one or whatever. So what about the culture shock that you went through, or I assume you went through, yeah. coming from Puerto Rico to Hebrew Heights here? Like, what was that transition like for you? It was really strange. Because I thought, me coming out here, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to come here, you know, new life, you know, fresh start, let's, you know, just let's let's restart our life. Because I did not like the life that I was living in Puerto Rico, I'm not even going to lie, it was really rough. Like, I was going and seeing stuff that I shouldn't, like, what I, you know, even my mom told me, like, you're too young going through this. Like, I, like I feel bad, you know, but she couldn't do nothing because I wasn't listening to, to her because I'm the middle child, rebel and all that. So when I came out here, like I learned that a lot of things that I used to do back there and I tried to do out here, it did not work out so well. There were some classrooms like ESL. It was the only classroom that I really like felt at home because I, you know, I had kids from different places of the earth and all that, you know, they were like, like really far out, you know. And then I became really good friends with some of them, you know, because it's just I know what they're going through, you know. I'm, I'm seeing that adversity is like a constant theme in your life. Like, yeah. you know, you experienced it early on. You experience it when you come to high school here and all that. So, so like, what mentality did you, did you have to overcome that adversity? To be honest, I don't even know because I was struggling so hard through it. I don't even know what I was thinking through the moment. Like, I was so lost. Like, I was writing, like, so many letters and tests and all that to the teachers, like, apologizing to them. Like, I'm sorry that I can't do this best. Like, you're a great teacher and all that. You know, let them know, you know. So I was just hating life. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking through. I was like, man, I'm just gonna graduate. I'm just gonna go back home to Puerto Rico. So what about the whole um, situation of not being able to graduate on time? Like, you know. Yeah. Like, what, what was that like for you? Um, it was like, 
it really kind of broke me down because I was really trying to prove something to my mom, you know? And it kind of like messed me up a little bit because I was really trying, but you know, they still see me as like a bad person in the family to this day, you know? I'm still trying to prove something to them. It's really bad, you know? And it feels like whatever I'm doing is just not working out. When I failed those tests, like I took like, it's five tests you gotta take for OGTs. I passed three in the first time. I was only missing the science and the math one. I didn't know anything like what you guys were teaching out here. Like I was super lost in the classroom. Like I was lost. Like, Be- because lost. you came like halfway through your senior yeah. year. So you were essentially sent, so, so you were expected to pass the tests when they you pretty much had like no no chance at yeah. it very much. Yeah. And then I had a teacher miss um, April T's. Like she was like telling me like, that's kind of unfair, you know, you're moving just out here halfway through your senior year and they're just like throwing the test at you like that. I came back like summer to take my science one. I passed it. Um, by one point, like luckily I passed it, but the math one didn't. Like I, I, I fell by at one point. They couldn't get my diploma because I didn't pass the, the testing. When I came back the third time to take it, like I was so stressed. Like I was just like beating myself down. I was like, man, like if I failed the first two times, I'm not gonna do it. When I went to take the test, I looked at it. I was looking through it, I was going through it, and I just like left. I just left. Mm-hmm. Like I started panicking. Like so, you didn't even take it. No. Oh wow. Yeah. Like I started panicking. I started shaking. Like it was just like because I was just so frustrated with life, things that were happening outside of the school and everything. You know, getting in trouble. You know. So just for uh, people listening, um, at the time when Carlos was graduating, the standards for graduating from Ohio Public Schools were different at the time. He essentially had to pass five different tests. But because he wasn't able to, he did not graduate on time. Now, this is all granted given that he came in halfway through his senior year from a different country. So, so what about after, after that whole ordeal happened? Like, you know, the time in between, like, you know. Oh, man, I was trying to work, trying to find work, trying to stay busy, trying to stay out of trouble, mm-hmm. trying to see who really was, like, trying to be in my life or not, you know? And then I, I noticed that a lot of people like left my life in, from Puerto Rico and out here too. And I was really failing alone, you know, really, really alone. And I turned to things that, you know, people shouldn't be turning to, you know. Started doing things that people shouldn't done because I was just going through it, you know. I would just, every day, I would just get in trouble. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I then you know, I had to go through some court stuff. Everything, you know, is good. Yeah. You know, I did what I had to do, you know, everything's, looking good, you know, I'm working hard every day, but I was going through it, like, I was really, it felt like my face was in the in the floor every day. Oh, man. Yeah, like, I was just, like, always looking down, I was losing weight every day, I couldn't eat, like, I was just fighting everybody, like, I just, I was just in a bad state, you know, oh, and then one day I was just sitting with somebody, you know, with some buddies, you know, we were just sitting around, you know, doing our thing. And then I looked around me, and I was like, why do I keep having this feeling that I can do something better? You know, I can be bigger than this. Like, since little, I felt it. Like, I I can do something big. I don't know what it is yet, but I still feel it, you know, to this day. Yeah. So I just looked around, and I got up from that little group that I was in. I got up, and I left. I just left, and I somehow found my way home again. Yeah. And by this time, I was kicked out from my house. My grandma and my mama didn't want nothing to do with me because all the bad stuff I was doing, you know? And then my mom opened her doors to me, I don't know, out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, me looking like horrible, you know, like, like, like I went through it, you know? And she was like, me, like, 
you know, my doors are always open to you, even though we don't talk like that. I told her, I broke down in front of her. You know, we had a little, you know, mom-to-son talk after having talked to her in a minute, you know. And I needed it. I needed it, that comfort. And I started breaking down, started calling all my family members, and those started motivating me. You know, like, go get that GED, go get that GED. And I was like, all right, it's something. You know, GED is something. One of my friends, she texted me, like, hey, how you doing? You know, trying to check up on me. That's why I'm trying to get my GED. And then I went over to her house. She could help me, like, study for it. And then her parents were like, can't you, like, try to take your diploma again? This is after, like, three years already passed and all that, you know? And, I, and I'm, like, finally like, trying to get a hold of myself, you know, get myself on top, like, get, get that feeling that I feel like I can do something, like, actually make it happen, you know? And I started taking more help, contacted Mr. Shaw again, you know? Yeah. I prayed that he texted <laughs> me back, you know, because I was, like, you know, I, I disappeared on them because him and Ms. Gore were really trying to help me, but I disappeared on them. They were like, yeah, we can do the... Um, the OGT testing, the one that you need, and it's coming up, and you can take this one and just take it like it's a practice, you know, and feel, have a feel for it, and then you can have another more tries for it, you know, so just come in, like, relax. I came through it, man, and, and I just kept thinking, like, this is just a practice, this is a practice. Positive thoughts, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. what really got me through, because I was breaking down at work, I was breaking down at my house, I was breaking down while riding the bike to work. So you had, like, you know, a revelation. Yeah. And then that set in motion a series of events yeah. that led you to, you know, getting to studying and getting back in yeah. touch with your teachers and Man. finally, you know, taking a test you needed to pass. And there was only one test. Yeah, one test. One test you needed to pass. And yeah. then, okay. So all, all, all that happened. And wow, that, that is just stupefying, man. Oh. Yeah, so short, short time, too. Yeah, all, all in a short time. All in a yeah. short time. And that was yeah. what really, like, Prove something to myself that you can really do something, you know, with your life. Like, if you really put your mind to it yeah. and start thinking positive, and it, it could happen, like, for real. And I would, I would say, like, not events. I would say, like, more like blessings started happening in my life. So, so how does it feel now to finally have gotten over that hump of, you know, graduating? Man, it feels like so much weight has been off my shoulders now. Like, I'm happy. I can actually, like, stand tall now, you know. Like, I feel like I actually accomplished something. So what are your plans next now that you're um, graduated from high school? I'm just trying to focus on, on what I'm doing right now. It's just, like, uh, focusing on myself, trying to love myself, you know, trying to be able to wake up and, and, and look at myself and smile. Work what I'm working at, you know, trying to find me something better to work to. Um, but I'm just grinding every day, man. Grinding for that money. I'm grinding for my dreams that I got in my life. And then I'm trying to get me a car so it can help me, you know, better achieve those goals that I got. And hopefully start going to school too, you know. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I got to hand it to you, man. Like, um, that is one heck of a story. Like, you yeah. know, so much determination, grit, um, resilience. I mean, not so many people can do what you did. Like, I, I really got to give you your props there. Yeah. They can, though. Yeah, if, if if you really put your mind to it, man, I'm telling you, you can. Just just tell yourself like this is it, like no more, like time to change. You can do it. Yeah, there's some gonna be bumps, big bumps, but you can get through them. Like my boy say, you're like a little uh, captain, captain Puerto Rican. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but. Yeah, it's been yeah. positive thoughts coming. Like, yeah. Okay, so, so that's like your advice to just you know keep keep your head up all that all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and if you have a dream, man, just go for it, man. Cause like I'm chasing for this music stuff, man. I'm telling you, we we we're working on something. We 
We're about to rip a scent out here for real. Okay. It's going to be good. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing it. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, I want to thank you for coming on the show, Carlos. You know, this was an extremely insightful interview. Learned a lot about you and um, learned a lot about resilience and always, you know, sticking to your goals. Thank you. Thank you for having me, for real. Like, it was a, it was a really, really good experience. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you for having me, man. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. And finally, stay connected with us on social media. Follow us at HHCS District on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And links are in the show notes to give us feedback on the show and to sign up to receive messages from Huber Heights City Schools. We'll see you next time.